Today's glorious endeavour will be... It should probably start an episode with more enthusiasm than that, I think. Onwards with the Danny Trejo podcast. And today, the 1989 film Kinjetti Forbidden Subjects. Hmm, okay. This sounds like some, uh, <laughs> a forbidden folder it, it, or something. It sounds saucy. The cover looks a bit saucy, but I don't think it's going to be the good kind of saucy. <laughs> A brutal Los Angeles police detective, lieutenant, guess who, is determined to bust up an organization that forces underage girls into prostitution. Well, okay, okay, so... Kind of yeah, bad that's... <laughs> Very misleading. Fuck you, Charles Bronson. God help us, Danny Trio. <laughs> Let's just endure this 97-minute masterpiece of... of 80s Reaganist fuck you punching cinema and count how many black guys are in this and be done with it. I'm gonna say now two generous three black guys. I don't think we'll even be able to count the uh, the number of offensive portrayals of Asian people. Yeah. Yourself in. After that movie, something get right in there. It's just you know fucking <laughs> traumatizing me for life. Wow. So that wasn't fun, was it? That was an uncomfortable experience for everyone involved. I mean, where do we even begin <laughs> with that? I think trigger warning is, is yeah. the right place. If you're a, a, a rape survivor or Asian, yeah. or human, or a human being with common sense and feelings for your fellow man and morals maybe maybe skip uh, this one that was disgusting was that was what pleasant. was wrong with the people of the 80s everything about that ugh, ugh. I, I just feel dirty inside the 80s, the 80s gave us Predator and the first Terminator I think so you know they weren't That's all fucking now. creepy monster <laughs> twats but you know fucking this Predator. I think we can just point this again squarely at Charles Bronson being a creepy okay, monster so- twat the last Charles Bronson movie we watched, he was uh, Death, Death Wishing Away. Four, was it? Yeah, he was well into his revenge quest. But, you know, the the guys killed people and they, you know, they, uh, they shot up the drugs and stuff. And this one, it, I kind of felt like, okay, so it's going to be the Charles Bronson revenge movie. And every time someone appeared, I was like, okay, they're going to kill someone. Then it's going to be revenge. Oh, he's going to overdose. And then it's going to be revenge. And that just didn't happen. There was just a very elaborate structure of characters coming in and out that yeah. didn't do anything until the last 20 minutes. And then, boy, how did they do oh, Speaking of coming <laughs> coming in and out of things. There's going to be so many inappropriate yeah, jokes. Let's just go through this down. point by point because I don't want to give away the plot. I remember the uh, the first scene was just a bad... Just, as soon as I saw this... I heard this plot summary being like underage girls being yeah. trafficked. Mm. And the first scene, some like dudes, creepy... Uh, well, cre- like, creepy is the wrong word for it, but like uh, kinky... Kink case, basically. <laughs> it had a, uh, a riding crop some Vaseline, a fist-shaped dildo. You know, all the stuff that you you know want to see when the tagline is basically, this is about child you know, yeah, trafficking. Didn't um, start off on a good foot, did it? But, but then it cuts to uh, Charles Bronson, uh, in, in, who's a cop, whose name's Crow, apparently. <laughs> we only found out the last minute, which... 
I thought I thought it was funny, but his uh, name was Crow. Fucking hell, that's disgusting. Uh, For a different reason. But uh, it cuts to him and his partner. In partner is cop partner because he's a cop. Uh, chatting in the car like, um, oh my friend is gonna cook a thing, and it's like oh, he's a sous chef at this fancy restaurant. And Charles Bronson's like, uh everyone's sick of California Nouveau when are people going to get back to pot roast and mashed potatoes which sets him up already as an old footy true American grits yeah. <clears throat> what a dick and they're just staking this place out and then this is all over him. like the credits and stuff isn't it and like in, yeah. in between like the sex case and uh, you just get like the, you know the classic ass shot as well like yeah. of high high 90s, high 80s American thong action like thick thongs yeah. so you're like okay this is this is the the kids getting kidnapped movie, isn't it? Well, let's <laughs> let's reserve comments until until we see where this ass thing is going. But Charles Bronson sees a woman going into this hotel that they're staking out, and she looks at Charles Bronson and smiles, and he's like, "Oh, she looks about the same age as my daughter." And to call bullshit on that immediately, this is the girl who's fucking we've been staring at her ass for the past like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that, that and was... she looks about thirty. And it still she, made me a bit she uncomfortable. Was, she was definitely in her twenties. Yeah, she's like everyone in the eighties looked thirty. It's just, I don't know what, what that's <laughs> it's about. that weird hair. Yeah, but um, it, all the entire justification for him busting in there is uh, she looks about the same age as my daughter, so let's bust on in. It's the <clears> case <throat> he's working is, or or the crimes he works. I don't even think he's working this case. This is something we're going to circle back to later. By. But, yeah. Um, they break into this hotel room while that while these two people are having a. The you know a sexy time. Well, and his uh, response very, very kinky sexy time. Yeah, you know she was like tied to the bed thing, like, the bed frame there. So yeah, but uh, his his entire thing is just he bursts in. There doesn't even ask. I think he asks one question before he picks up a lamp and twats the guy with it. <laughs> and they just have this huge like lamp fight and just they break <laughs> mirrors. They just kick the shit out of each other. And in the end, Charles Bronson's like you just beats him up and's like you you're gonna testify that. Duke made you do this he, like, and the guy's like who's Duke what's going on what's <laughs> happening here and then he's like, maybe you should get a taste of your own medicine picks up oh, the fucking wait, wait, wait. fist dildo and <laughs> rapes the dude with it that's the first scene this is the establishing shot old fuddy duddy <laughs> hates what's happened to California raping a dude this is the hero <laughs> of the piece this is what we're dealing with the speed of it going in like he, he, the, the, the lump uh-huh. scene as I don't he, think, he, he I, don't think I don't think it was fast going in I think he took his very slow sweet time getting that thing in there. <laughs> he didn't lube it up with the Vaseline he just rammed it right on in there I'm not trying to talk about the dildo you keep bringing it back to that though <laughs> the speed of the movie the pace of like what or what's this kind of thing going to be about and it's like he's got the lamp <clears> and he's like and then he's like and he throws him into a cover it's like oh there's so many chances for a sweet action movie line in there like hey come out of the closet oh, or and get, like get lamped or something like that but he doesn't say any of that does it he says like you're having sex with children <laughs> Like, you sick bastard! No, no, I'm not. This is <laughs> and this is a lady of the eve that I have paid some money yeah. for. You know, she's in the context of the story, she's probably like sixteen or eighteen or something like that. But he's paid his money. I'm not the defending the pedophile rapist. The actress has got to be at least twenty-one because yeah. of the film laws at the time. So it's you know, they can't really. That's the thing as well. They couldn't have really made this film because <laughs> all the actresses are like, oh, look at this underage person. Is you know, well. You can't get it that naked on screen yeah. at that point because of the law. But then he uh, gets to the dildoing yeah. pretty pretty sharpish. Gets up in the... He... I bet it felt pretty sharpish <laughs> in his butt. Even that, I was like, oh, that was weird. 
That's and probably the strangest thing that's going to happen in this movie. Oh, were we wrong? Oh, were we wrong? Those were better times, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> An hour and forty minutes ago, they, those were great days. That was really cool. I was innocent there. then, much like some of the characters in this movie. <laughs> For things, oh. horrible things happen to them. I, but there's making... trigger warnings like yeah, you know yeah. well, I, I don't beginning. want to make fun of any of this because it's all it's very icky it's using like, humour to mask my disgust yeah, basically it's the only way you can deal with it and the only way we can talk about this yeah so he dildos those the guy there what happens <laughs> is, the, is that the the chief mayor on my they ass they move to um, they cut scenes like some of the bullshit happens but I don't think it really means anything um, but then it goes to Charles Branson with his wife who looks about 40 years younger than he does yeah. as well so his high horse has fucking been hobbled and he's a bit lower <laughs> at the time they're talking about oh his daughter she is, had uh, a very fucking nothing to do role in that didn't she she had a very Charles Branson's wife role in yeah. just sit down shut up look pretty basically mm. look look about she found the last part of that me. in as well ooh yeah. scathing but actually sorry I've skipped ahead a little bit but it, it it cuts to a uh, um, a Japanese dude in a business meeting yes, with an yes, English fellow who's teaching him Western etiquette. He's like, "You got to how know, to be hands. a whitey. Yeah. Don't bow. Shake my hand. Don't when I ask you how you are. Don't actually answer because I don't care. I'm a busy American." And that, one of the things I want to point out as well, this this dude who's teaching him Western etiquette is uh, he says, "When you get to polite society, because it's, <laughs> it's like he refers to it as polite society." And it's like, "Oh my god!" So we've had a rape and. I put a rape and two and three racisms. There was so, so many racisms huge, in there. A huge dude. part of um, the the scenes in Japan are very, very, very racist. So like, well, there was there was a lot of a uh, Asian baiting in the last Charles Bronson was, wasn't there? We yeah. Saw, and we were like, oh, this is going to be pretty bad on the Asians. And then that happened. It's like, oh fuck, that was pretty bad. Yeah. God, maybe that's the worst thing they're going to say about the Asians it was in this not movie. The worst thing that happened to the Asians. <laughs> so what happens after the um, Asian the, Asian etiquette? Is the that... Japanese businessman um, goes to a hostess club and is all frisky, mm-hmm. and he goes home to his wife and all pissed, and they have an argument in Japanese. And then <clears throat> the line I wrote down from that whole scene was uh, him saying, "Your sexual gifts are few and bitter." to his wife that's exactly what he said isn't it oh she's like that was such a sick band dude but she's like saying you can't stay out all night with these like you know hookers and stuff and you can't take these erotic comic books he had the erotic comic books and he was like everyone reads erotic comic books it's Japan in Japan look I've walked past 90 million panty venting machines to get here (laughs) This entire house is made of panty vending machines. Oh, but he didn't say you frigid bitch. He said, <laughs> "Oh, you, your sexual gifts are lacking, and your pussy's bitter." Basically, fucking hell. Whew. That relationship was in trouble. So, but like th- this was like the dialogue of like a fucking American psychopath, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh well, this is the bad guy. He's going to tie into the plot at some point, isn't he? <clears throat> Sat there for another forty minutes before he did. Yeah, they cut back to um, Charles Bronson's daughter with her boyfriend and Charles Bronson bursts in like, they were doing oh, some you're, pretty you're heavy petting to... weren't they yeah. yeah nothing too too heinous but like he bursts in and like you are go- you've got parochial school tomorrow <laughs> and you know and at this point you think this is why he wants to rape everyone because he's got a stick rammed up his fucking ass the whole thing just doesn't want anyone else to you know enjoy life he doesn't want anyone to interfere with his daughter wife as we pointed out <laughs> and he refers to his daughter's boyfriend as a stud <laughs> like, what are you doing down there with that stud and so you know 
it's it's like him saying where are you going for hamburgers when you've got steak upstairs <laughs> it's basically what he's saying you dirty <clears throat> fucking bastard Charles Bronson so Charles Bronson then the next uh. scene is him walking into this uh, priest area I don't know what, what I don't know yeah, what the, I you religious that, knobheads call it but so I thought that was going to be the, the school because he just said parochial the bit before but that was uh, where the kids that he rescues from their pimps and yeah. rapists go I want to point out as well that something we've made, we've made a lot of fun of which is it's not even a rape joke this time it's just good <laughs> harmless fun he's walking past there's all these kids hanging out outside the front there's one of them sitting on a hedge just like riding it <laughs> sort of like kicking it like a horse just, just way apart from everyone else just dead eyed staring ahead it's the one joyful joke of this whole <laughs> thing and it's not even a joke but he goes eats uh, Charles Bronson mm. taking sandwiches to this priest and the priest's all <laughs> like sandwiches to a priest. these kids were gang raped sodomized and I made the that's just what the priest did before they got here waka 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 yeah. we, we waka waka Matt we do <laughs> we but do. it's it's like I, I literally just watched The Keepers, which was like a bad move on my part. But that was about like fucking sticky fingered, well, sticky, <laughs> sticky dick to priest, like a really rotten fucking society of priest pedophilia that was just locked on and was happening at this exact time. So yeah. in my mind now, I'm seeing a priest and I'm thinking, mm, but I'm seeing a priest in this time. It's like, oh yeah, he's fucked kids. Yeah, he is just fucked <clears throat> kids. Even uh, much later on, when uh, stuff happens and like in the, one of the guys is like, "Oh, get over it." My cousin was touched by a priest. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, that's not fine. Yeah. That's not fine at all. That's the world this movie operates in. Fucking yeah. like that. And to me, at the time, just thinking, "Oh, that priest has probably just molested some people." That was like the like the 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 roof of my anger at this thing. I was yeah. like, "Oh God, it can't get much worse than this." <laughs> like, it can't get much worse than this. We were wrong. Got so much it cuts back this. to Japan to. Uh, I, f- I didn't actually write his name down because it was wanna, something dead I, racist. I don't want to mispronounce it. Oh, we, you know what we missed? The, the, the dead racist. Uh, it was um, the the terrible music all the way through this. Oh, it's 80s not, Sith the music pop. did not fit. I don't uh, yeah, yeah. 80s Sith pop, uh, heavy bass like Seinfeld bass that was quite sweet to be fair. Not sweet as in like oh, I mean sweet as in nice. But like every <laughs> time, <laughs> every time it cut back to Japan, it was the fucking racist Asian music the wooden like, geisha guitar yeah yeah it was like fucking hell you listen to other stuff lad I, I know it's Japan there's loads of Asians there <laughs> and they they love the Beatles they love Michael Jackson as, as I understand they're, it they're people they yeah. have ears and hearts of course they love the Beatles and, and <laughs> music they don't just listen to music that was made centuries ago <laughs> racist movie so Fucking it cuts hell. back to Japan, and speaking of racist stuff, um, it's the, the Japanese dude getting on a train, oh, and icky, icky, icky. he sees, uh, he looks over and sees a, a girl, he you know looks her up and down, pair of and stuff, and the dude behind her uh, just don't, starts don't go touching her. Detail, yeah. man. He's like, you know what happens next, society. Yeah, like he gets on the, the crowded Asian train, and like, oh, oh, here comes the 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 fiddling on a train joke, whack a whack a whack and that's exactly what happened. And he just watched. He just watched. Like he was getting off and watching, and the lady didn't do anything. And then they had this big exp- explanation afterwards, like, "Oh, it's Japan. You yeah. can just do that. That it, doesn't matter." He, tell, he tells his mate in the bar later on, "Like, oh, that girl had an orgasm Ugh. and everything." And he's like, "Oh, gross." Well, you know, it's Japanese culture, isn't it? It's like you know, you you, you the two actors were Japanese. <laughs> would they, would they read the script and think this is fucking heinous? What? Did they really need the work that badly? Oh, <laughs> disgusting. I, the guy like, says like something along the lines of like she'd rather keep quiet than alert like alert other people to her shame or some bollocks yeah. like that. Although that does so end up coming back into it gross. later on, as well as that does is a plot point, but still ham handedly delivered. Oh like, my god, like 
this movie needed a much lighter touch. It needed a much like a different yeah. aesthetic tone, a different musical tone. Obviously, it just needed to be handled with a bit of grace, you know. And none of the themes that were broached were brought up with any tact or sensibility or anything. Disgusting. Who's the, boo. Who's the music director on the train movie? Because I wrote that down <laughs> and I really wanted to make the joke like, oh, fucking dick nugget music director strikes again I can tell you the guy who directed this was an English fella and this was the last thing he ever fucking did <laughs> good I thought like of how how Asian-y it gets a lot of the themes of Asian stuff I, I thought there would be an Asian involved that there was not German <clears throat> right uh, uh, British produ- British director and uh, Israeli production company I'm assuming through the Canon Films Canon Films everybody Canon, Canon films. films clap clap so but girl girl mislisted on the train the next scene is um uh, Charles Bronson is stalking this Duke dude but who by the way we've only been told hmm. he does like oh he does like trafficking underage women we only we only are told it we're not shown yeah, it yeah. I wouldn't like to be we, shown it but they could have done it in a but better but we've only way. seen him with that 20 year old yeah I, I didn't I'd call her an escort at that point because they I, you know that was not the depiction of a hero I've yeah. seen depictions of heroes in many TV movies and shit it's like oh that, that's a girl making good money for a living Anyway, he, he gets in the back of Duke's car and is like, it's like, you drive and or I'll shoot your kneecaps off. So he drives him off to this abandoned like um, area full of trash. I don't know what they'd call it. A, a street in Los Angeles. Oh, uh, take that. <laughs> Sorry, LA. LA. Well, <laughs> it needs to be said. <clears throat> so he drives into this abandoned lot and Duke's like, oh, you know, we can, I can give you this watch. It's like, it's worth $25,000 if, you know, we never speak again. Oh, yeah, just look the other way while I keep running this uh, underground child. And Charles thing. Bronson says, Charles Bronson, the rapist, <laughs> with the stick up his ass, and the daughter wife says, I'd love to shove this up your ass. There was a lot of ass commentary yeah, coming from um, that guy, wasn't Then there? he points a gun at him and makes him eat the watch. He eats the watch, which yeah. was weird. Uh, I wish I paid more attention to the mechanics of how that worked. Yeah, it was a big watch as well. That's, That's thick. I, the one funny line he says is like... Uh, Duke's like, oh, I'm gonna die, and he's like, no, you know, but you have to look between your legs to read, tell the time. Hey, 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 Which there was, there was fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger asked fucking. There's no one liner there. I'd call that was out of place. This yeah. whole thing, like you know, you could have said like, oh, you just have to keep an eye, keep you know, keep watch of your <laughs> bowel movements. It's not great, but it's better than what they were doing. <laughs> but uh, I thought that line was actually fairly decent for the the shit show that this whole movie was. But um, anyway, he fills the guy's car with trash throws some matches at it and you know sets fire to the back seat which apparently blows up the car is this after he's seen him in the indoor football thing no no it's is that's before oh no oh that may have been afterwards actually, I'm yeah. it is because that was a weird bit that. yeah because he's just out and about at a game isn't he in indoor American football which is a weird concept I should do some Wikipedia about but I'm not that interested <clears> in and a uh, fucking pimp duke there sees him across the line with his daughter and he waits till he goes to get hot dogs so like the kids are there alone and he gets up and like oh shit this is where the kid kidnapping comes into the movie but he doesn't go to the kids he goes to hassle them while he's getting his hot dogs yeah he's like that girl's well, worth like five grand on the street easy why 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 invoke his ire and yeah. why, why do that and then like fucking charles bronson just shows a hot dog in his face is like yeah. i get yeah like i i he just got gunked on Nickelodeon or something <laughs> like that and when, when he literally just said like I could sell your daughter to a men to be fucked by them and he's like oh yeah he's like oh you I mean I even not knowing this movie you know you know the character he's going to be playing as like a short fuse guy who punches 
dudes all the time and shoots them and like he just shoved food in his face <laughs> that's all he does fucking hell Charles Bronson you are all over the place but the uh, the scene after he threatens Duke and blows up his car which his car should never have exploded by just it, it, a huge explosion getting yeah, caught yeah. by a um, the next scene is his daughter wife in a swimsuit. Oh, that was so. Swimming, yeah, man. I, of I, all uh, the sports they could have shown her playing. Right, like they they came they came in like this like the swimming formation to go to the pool, and it yeah. was like a standard like standard American shot, I should call it, which is like head and shoulders. And I was like, I'm not watching this scene, yeah, because this is gonna be fucking gross. This is gonna this is gonna <laughs> linger all too long. And what happened? It, it lingered, lingered all too fucking long. long. I remember like being watching it, being genuinely quite horrified. It's like this is you know, this was just an excuse to get her in a skimp. This this girl who was fucking like legitimately like fifteen. I feel the actress so weird was talking very about young. this man, but yeah. like, and she's she's uh, swimming and like she gets out the pool and like she's taking pictures. It's like oh yeah, she's taking a victory picture. Yeah. Oh, she's taking lots of victory yeah, pictures. Just, they linger on that for a long and time. That, and that, but like that's the point of it as well, isn't it? Because Bronson's watching it going like, oh, what's he doing there? And like, at that point you're like, well yeah, what is he doing there? <laughs> this has gone on way is, too long is to this, be comfortable. Is this guy work for anybody? <laughs> why is he? Why is he pictures? only taking pictures of that one child? Oh, I didn't mean to Someone think about that. Someone check his qualifications. Like, it's the one part that I got where Bronson was coming from, but at the same time, it was really weird of him to point out for that long. And the music yeah. playing over it was like, oh, it was a romance. It was a romance. Yeah, song, yeah. Wasn't it, it, it was. A... It was that you are my rose. You are yeah, my rose. You are my rose. rose. Room reference there for the people at home, and it may again tone was all off, and uh, is like is this where the movie's gonna go now? Are we gonna follow the swim cameraman? <laughs> uh weird, weird and icky, but it yeah. but it goes on and it gets weirder and it gets so much ickier. Uh, 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 oh yeah, um, Duke and his mate um, go to shoot Charles Bronson at a restaurant. Um, but they oh, wait yeah, until yeah, yeah. a waiter is in front of him to start firing they're following some hicks straight off the bus there which is apparently how he makes his business he just drives around and goes oh they look young and vulnerable let's rape them and then fucking sell them and this is a fucking multi-million dollar business apparently he does, he's doing quite well for himself yeah. Yeah, he's got a boat a very big boat and he's living in fancy apartments he's paying off a lot of people limousine driver limousine I mean, got custom suits thousand dollar pants that thousand dollar pants they come up later as in a plot point thousand dollar pants in the 80s yeah but he goes like nah let's not make money for our business by selling these people let's exact some revenge by doing a very crap drive-by in yeah. this restaurants I think actually where, where was that Uzi before as well fucking hell he could have used that yeah he must have bought it special for him but um I think the next scene is uh, after after the aftermath of the shooting uh, Charles Bronson and his partner are getting chewed out by the lieutenant he's a fucking you know you can picture him already the mayor's on his ass he's you know got hemorrhoids and whatever <laughs> um, he's uh, like saying why are you hassling this Duke guy because he's not done anything and Charles Bronson's like we throw him in jail he's out in 30 minutes and what are we supposed to do and like, I just yelled show don't tell fucking asshole because this is bad storytelling you can't just say this guy just gets out of jail all the time like I'm just linking it back to Daredevil because it's the most like recent thing I can think of with this police corruption and stuff they at least showed criminals getting thrown in jail and sent back yeah, out yeah. again. That's all you need to do is show them arrest Duke once, which would have made way more sense than any of the shit you showed beforehand. Instead, you just tell us in a throwaway line, oh yeah, so, you know, that gives Charles Bronson an excuse to play by his own rules. And Playing whatnot. by his own Charles Bronson-y rules. 
<clears throat> the next scene after that is um, the Japanese guy coming to America and spending a couple of months as a salary man in America and he's getting a bus home and who should uh. get on the bus but um, Charles Bronson's daughter daughter wife daughter wife allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> uh. so he's pissed on the bus <clears throat> and uh, these kids are doing some improv which is terrible yeah and it's very very wooden I remember, like, they're the, on the bus at night in LA, in LA dressed as Catholic schoolgirls as well is that let's normal not, let's not blame is the victims that normal? let's oh, not okay. blame the victims okay, okay. let's not go down I'm this just, road I'm just saying I'm just saying so he's pissed sitting on the bus they, they start doing some weird uh, chanting and it's like the P-A-R-T-Y you ain't got like, no world bar, you ugly hey, hey, Chile style before that was I tried to write it down as it was coming out because it was fucking shit and it was just but it was, it was re- funny enough but like, it, it was, was trying to be cut together like it was some kind of like drug induced hypnosis he was under like these young seraphims had like brought it on themselves and, but anyway you know he, he plucks <laughs> up right there humbered humbered fucking <laughs> seraphims that's <laughs> he uh, in his drunken state he goes you know what I'll give this a bit of a go I'm a big man this is America he goes, yeah. goes up there and like oh that shit don't play in yeah. America, son. She does what anyone would do in that situation. I think even Japanese people on trains would do. Fucking screams and good on her. He fucking legs it. He panics and runs away. Um, and she, he runs off and she gets off the bus and like someone's oh. like, oh, is she, are you okay? What happened? This Oriental man touched my holy of holies. Quote. Actual dialogue. <laughs> word for word. Quote. Not just us taking the piss out of this to lighten the mood. That's what she said. She did not deliver that line well, but that's really not neither hither nor thither right now. We're imagining the fucking sweaty 50-year-old man writing this. Uh, Holy of holies. Holy of holies. That's like a pirate fucking scene for vagina. (laughs) That is. That's what they use to describe it in pirate ballads. (laughs) But, again, the the tone, it made no sense because if she's saying that, that means she's like very fucking like pure and like you know very very um separate from that world of all that business but she was you know tonguing the dude on the front you know that guy's probably fingered his way in there you don't know i don't know you don't know and i don't know i'm just saying she's not a stranger to she's, i think she, she knows things she knows things she's, all... she's like 15 so she must have done she's old enough not but... to call it that is what i'm saying i think yeah that's probably the point we should stick with because I don't want to get to the whole 15 year olds all know how to this fuck this is so like creepy dude that. this is so yeah. creepy but like, remember the trigger warning do you know what you signed up for, signed up for it was what I'm saying is like it was just a really weird choice of yeah. phrases and she even like someone calls him a sleazy oriental in the whole like thing and this biker dude is like which oriental this oriental and just punches a random dude <laughs> I don't think the guy was even oriental he's like what? Well, what's happening what's, oh fuck oh the fucking riot kicks off yeah. Um, oh, this—that's this is where the Asians start taking a pound. Then, like, like, <laughs> he, she just says the it. Oriental, and is like, "Oh, can't have that, fuck." Yeah. And um, then he gets mugged, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets mugged, um, and the mugger sees the cop cars because two police cars show up for this um, in LA. I mean, I don't think there were any black people to shoot there, so I mean, <laughs> don't know why there was that much of a big police response. We missed the other like <clears throat> actual good fun joke at the beginning there when it's like doing the opening shots it's annoyed to let you know it's a like and uh, it's like it uh, goes past the, the police station oh yeah says, to protect, uh, to protect serve, in quotes it actually has that written on the sign <laughs> fucking hell America I think they I think they do normally have it in quotes but we thought it was funny at the time 
But anyway, um, the uh, Charles Bronson's daughter wife is uh, getting interviewed by the police. Um, a, lot, a lot of attention for this. This. Uh, yeah. Oh, bear in mind, this, they pay a lot of attention to this, and we'll come back to <laughs> the impact it has on the story later. But um, she points out that he was wearing a pin, and the cops like, oh well, a lot of Asian companies make. Oh, Asian. That sounds horrible. But like, Japanese companies in LA make their staff wear pins to show who they work for and stuff. So it kind of helps them mm-hmm. narrow the search down. Um, it's, it's all brought up like a, like a you know a plot point, so you, you're paying attention to stuff. This is when he's like driving around. It smash cuts to Charles Bronson in a car later on, and he's just ranting about the Japanese coming oh. to take over our society. How they're doing all the shit, and he mentions uh, Harry Curry and stuff. So yeah. you're like, oh fucking hell, that's gonna come back up, isn't it? <clears> like some terrible's gonna happen there. And he basically sees a a Japanese man driving driving. It may not even have been a Japanese man. There was loads. A there man was... driving a limo next to some Japanese people coming out of a hotel. <laughs> yeah. And he bursts out of the car and starts yelling at them. You people think you own this place? And all. Like... He gives the Asians a lot of shit. Yeah. For no... <laughs> he just fucking opens a can of racist uncle on some. <laughs> Strangers. That's he just goes off on one, and it's really weird and uncomfortable yeah. to sit there and watch. And to be complicit, and this is the guy we're meant to be rooting for as well. I mean, yeah. I'm all in, I'm all in favor of conflicted protagonists and stuff, oh, this... but they make him seem quite noble about it, and it's just the tone makes him seem like he's we're meant to be cheering for him. Yeah, you Japanese people coming over here, taking our jobs and whatnot. What was his beef? It was like they they're coming over here and like they're opening up their own businesses and yeah. they're opening up their own schools and pretty much yeah. This is just weird, basic Daily Mail UKIP <laughs> shit. And they just start yelling at them. So it cuts to the Japanese guy's um, daughter in her school. Her all out of school. Her all Asian school. Yeah, she comes out and just separates from her mates and starts picking flowers. And Duke drives up. It's like, hey, we want to see your so headmistress. This is, this is this is the point where it all started to tie in as to what these three narratives were happening for. And this was like 40, 45, yeah. 50 minutes in. So, yeah, uh, Duke very easily kidnaps that kid. Yeah, he goes in. Abducts, is it, I think, the more He says, term. like, oh, I want to see your headmistress. Can you show us where your school is? And she gets in the fucking car. And I don't think... I don't want to go down the victim-blaming route, but... That's a very dumb thing to do. It's again, again, a nice scene in there where it just shows how what a sweet, trusting kid she yeah. was would have played well. She was very young, but at the same time, you think anyone? Um, yeah, everyone is taught don't get in cars with strangers from a young I age. Guess not in Japan where she came from, but this is where I, it starts getting fucking wrong because like <laughs> starts getting oh, wrong. <laughs> it starts from wrong you, and you, gets wrong. You bear witness to all the terribleness because like like we were saying like he's just they've just been accusing him of being like ah he's selling kids but like he anyone who's 16 is a kid to this to Charles Bronson this Asian kid is like 8 yeah she is like a fucking a child, child you yeah. know what I mean and <clears throat> takes her up to the apartment oh yeah they play they the music they basically like take it to his apartment and sort of walk her into a room hand in hand and then it just shows a succession of just men Gross. going into the room yeah, they having a line of coke and going girl. into the room while they play this upbeat jazzy music very 80s synth again it is did they not have the concept music to fit the scene did they not have that did that did no one clock on to the idea of that Ugh, it was it somehow made it all the more worse you know what I mean I don't think they consulted with any cops making this or any paedophiles I mean 
Come on, do there's your research, man. There's just something about it like that. Like <clears throat> it's not graphic at all. Like it's all left to like the imagination, which is like it just shows people going in the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. But like, he, like they're going in with like horrible looks, and he's coming out with doing a zip up, and you're like fucking hell, like making you do it in your head's even worse. Like if that was me today, you'd see some something happening. Or like you'd be in the room I think while they it was wouldn't happening. Make it today. I think they'd see, you'd put the script down. They, I wrote this amazing script for a movie. Someone read it and go, "Get the fuck out of my office! I've just called the police. Start running." But like the fact that that music was so out of place just made it even all the more terrible. Because yeah. he was just like, uh, uh, geez, "I didn't know where to look." I gross, and I, I wish that was the worst part of this whole fucking movie. And they cut back to Charles Bronson and his lieutenants because they're um, they Charles Bronson gets put in the case to find this missing girl. And he's like, can we find someone else to do this case? Someone a bit more sensitive to the Asian community? <laughs> because I fucking hate Asians. Yeah. And that's when the police chief goes like, oh, my nephew was molested by a priest. You don't see him not going to church every day. <laughs> Probably the same fucking priest. <laughs> fucking Catholics. Fucking, every, fucking humanity at this point. <laughs> Why? Why? <clears throat> but like, the, the, him and his partner go to... Uh, interview the head te- the teachers at the school like the parents and stuff and every line out of their mouths you're thinking they're gonna say something racist at the end they're, be, they're saying like so <laughs> did she have any enemies or you know did she have any friends back home you keep expecting to say something like you're dirty slope or something like that just to like cause they're so fucking gritting their teeth oh, like bro, the idea of speaking to an Asian person just disgusts them like and maybe it probably is meant to as the character and stuff but you're like I don't like you people. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know why I'm supposed to be rooting for you. With like, I don't know how the Asians put up with this shit, man. Like they, they have took a lot of bollocks from American media for a long time. It's not like they've had a good break at any any yeah. fucking point either. Like, what's the lad from Star Trek, John? The dude who's in Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the only Asian actor I can think of, apart from the lad on The Walking Dead. And I haven't even seen him I in anything even, in I time. I haven't even seen The Walking Dead. I haven't seen him in know, ages. I think I don't know another one. And they've been struggling for representation for fucking years, and this is this is probably why they deserve <laughs> yeah, it. After yeah. Shit like this, they have to put up with. Um, yeah, I did my point about the racism. Uh, yeah, like two seconds after interviewing the parents, and basically the same day of working on the case, Charles Branson says to his partner, "We may need to work outside the system." <laughs> this is the, not even like before they've canvassed for witnesses or spoken to people. It's like you know we may need to start you know grabbing people out of hotel rooms and shoving dildos up their ass. <laughs> how do you have a badge, Charles? Br- how do you have a badge, Crow? At this point, um. So then they go to a porno shoot. And we see like our first actual naked women of the whole thing, like women. Eighties bush. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A jarring change of tone, but like they just burst into this porno shoot, start smashing the place, and just twatting people, kicking. Did the they shit get out a lead them. to go there, or is that just the first I think place they, just they decided went? Just yeah. go to. Like, it's like, oh, they make porn. They must also be pedophiles. Yeah. Let's go there. They made the fucking leap. They were like, oh, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it is LA, so I mean, every other apartment you go to is filming a porno in it, so. <laughs> I've never been to LA, so I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff. Like I'm not gonna go after watching this movie. Fucking hell! But they just burst in, start like they break a lot of stuff. They, you know, there's some fucking brutal groin attacks they throw at these people (laughs) as well. Like, yeah, take that, you pedophiles! And you know, they're not even pedophiles. They're just filming a porno with some consensual adults. You know, Uh, I think we. I didn't write down. There's a lot of filler between there and then, like just boring shit happening. Um, eventually uh, Giles Branson shows up at um, 
No, that's right. He interviews um, the girl he found at the beginning, who's left with yes. the priest. Yes, he uh, he left that poor abused woman with a priest. Yeah. And the woman's like, "What makes you think <laughs> she doesn't want to be with Duke? Because she's fucking nine." Yeah, yeah, that's that. That was the the, the final fucking straw. She's like, "Oh yeah, I want I wanted to be with Duke. You know, it was, it was like a marriage she bears it to. Like, how do you know she doesn't want to be with Duke?" And and he goes like. He goes like, I've spoke to the parents, you know. She, she, like, he. That, that's, that's exactly what he says. I've spoke to the parents. Full stop. Nothing yeah. more. He doesn't bring up the fact that she's a fucking nine-year-old, yeah. eight-year-old child to this other woman who could have been like, oh, by the way, you know, like, <laughs> like fucking help, help a sister out here. Come on. And she just... tells him, um, this is where the thousand-dollar pants thing comes up. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, he goes to Rosario's for his thousand-dollar pants. I don't know how he swings this he rings Rosario or she rings Rosario she literally says, yeah. drops the dime on yeah, him yeah and says drops dime and then they just kind of did I miss a bit did I fall asleep and miss a bit and like because then he suddenly finds himself at Duke's apartment with the concierge no they no they don't go to this Rosario's place they do go to the Rosario's place do they yeah because I remember she literally drops dime when she puts a dime in the phone to ring <laughs> Rosario's and then uh, it cuts to the, the your boys out there on stakeouts and the dude's sitting there in the the haberdashery, which is open late at night, with all the neon signs blazing. Okay, whatever, we're past that. And uh, the phone rings, and it's, it's her. And uh, Duke comes in. The guys have an off-camera conversation, and he goes out, and then they follow him in the car. And I'm thinking, like, oh, okay. yeah. well, fucking, why did he, why did he knock out the back or something? Because, like, you know, he's like, oh, he's on... He knows you're there, so he's gonna yeah. be waiting for you. So he's probably already watching us. So don't just drive off somewhere, hide somewhere. Ugh, too much logic. Yeah, <laughs> applying. That's logic when we go to the concierge. Yeah, they go to the concierge. He's like this slightly effeminate dude. He's like, oh well, we've got loads of people in this department. And he says, oh, this did they bring an Asian schoolgirl with them? And he rattles off some names of their Japanese clients or tenants. And he picks up a statue and just lashes it at this dude, like just. You're a police officer. <laughs> you can't just fucking smash stuff when someone is obstinate. You've got like tricks and like I actually know police officers and they don't just start bashing people. They actually have like ways of they actually talk to people and have conversations with them and you know try and convince them to do stuff. You know what we missed out there? Hope for again one of the more icky fucking scenes yeah. when uh, the poor Asian now thoroughly raped I didn't child. write any of this stuff down because it's just <laughs> terrible and I didn't like it she's getting her hair did by like, a flamboyant 80s gay hairdresser yeah. and it's like mate send help <laughs> what are you doing there's coke everywhere <laughs> coke everywhere like... and this guy's obviously a fucking pimp and this girl is like catatomic and then in the next scene she's dressed as a schoolgirl again being sent to fucking oh, creepy dudes I'd in limos I repressed this I repressed it it was well. so fucking wrong and like he's and there's, there's the, yeah. the one when she they sent it to a woman in like a big mansion yeah and that just and the knocked like, me for sex because I'm like does that happen I guess that must happen that must yeah. happen yeah. equal opportunity <laughs> perversion and can we just Yay. say uh, <laughs> can we just commend uh, this movie for being you know progressive enough to show a woman rapist as well <laughs> well it was ahead of its time. I'm not crying. I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing. I'm crying. It's just, it's so wrong. It's so icky. And Using humour to mask the horror. Like the poor girl, man. She didn't. Yeah. Ugh. 
she, she was very trusting and very she, innocent all the way well. through this she's just like oh I, what happens now uh, like, this is yeah you you didn't get kid actors back there but even if you you didn't get child actors back then in the 80s but even if you did you wouldn't have found one with the the chops needed to portray the horribleness of what this poor bastard was going through yeah I wonder what they told the actress at the uh, time like because I don't think they probably just told her shut up and you'll get a big toy at the end of this and I, hopefully that oh, this God, didn't scar no. the actor, actress enough yeah. you know what I mean they probably wouldn't show the movie to her afterwards I guess but uh yeah they go they, that's right Charles Branson goes up to uh, Duke's apartment because the concierge was really easy to intimidate <laughs> but he still rings up and says oh cops are coming so he gets all of his stuff and drops leaves it. time yeah. more more metaphorically this time but, but still. this guy had a very good reason because the guy just burst in and broke his statue and his glass booth thing so. <laughs> you're very pro this guy aren't you? yeah I think he's he's just a guy doing a job I mean he doesn't know paedophilia is going on he's a concierge well, he, he, he did the... his whole job is not to pry and to keep unwanted people out that's yeah, but like, his he, job description. He, he kind of gave the impression that he knew what was going on up there with the the way he talked on the phone. It was like, you know, you you guys need to get some guns and get out of there. And it was like, eh. I think he you just said he, he didn't there, say buddy. he didn't say like, oh, get some guns and get out of there. He said there's cops coming, so he doesn't know what's going on. He said out you there. need to get out of there. Yeah, mm. I, I maybe the maybe he is in it. Maybe he is on it. That's why. he that's why he's played by an effeminate. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a brother concierge myself, so you know, I mean, I should be on his side, but. Yeah. No, I didn't trust that guy. But that's probably why they hadn't played by an effeminate dude, because like you know, who does the eighties hate more than the Asians? <laughs> the gays. So let's implicate them somehow. You know who got kind of off kind of this links into this next bit as well. You know who, you know who got off kind of easy in this black people. For a Charles Bronson movie, <laughs> I don't think they... anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> That's a sentence that's never happened out of anyone's mouth ever. There wasn't like the token black uh, police guy, but there was only like one black dude. No, no, there was two, and they the, were both the rapists. One, okay, one... okay, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> sorry about, sorry about the false hope there, black guys. They they busted it like they needed an extra rapist to run a train on this underage Asian girl. That character never comes up again, dude. does he? Yeah, as well. No. But he, uh, Charles Bronson bursts in while Duke goes out the back stairs and leaves his mate to sort of say, oh, you know, because we don't know where Duke the, is. the poor rape victim has like locked herself in the toilets and yeah. it's not going anywhere. Good, good on her. Come. Yeah. And she then. Stands up for herself a bit. Um, but then Charles Bronson bursts in, um, grabs this dude. He's like, oh, it's police brutality. This is going to ruin your case. Mm-hmm. So I'll show he you says, police brutality. Yeah, he says police brutality is going to ruin your case. So what does he do? He grabs him and dangles him off a balcony. And like, and it's not even like he dangles off a balcony, and it's like you know, and then they drop him like accidentally. Did they get any information from him? Yeah, like, he didn't offer any information. Like, usually, <laughs> the, usually the point of that scene in the movie is like, like this is where you get the the next scene from because he's that scared he's gonna give it to you, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and they normally lift him back up again, but no, he just like drops him. Just and, drop them, and like, they don't even say like, oops. They don't even say like, oh god, we've I taken can... a life. Shit, there goes our badges. Like, oh no whoops what do we do with his shoes they, now yeah, they lol. didn't even do they didn't even do the like the like the big lol of the big waka waka it was just like them staring at these shoes going like oh, what do we do with these now <laughs> it wasn't like the like I think the most pressing question a, is like, the, uh, the, the the black dude who's just been dumped in the pool by two white police officers <laughs> that's not gonna raise some fucking questions different times yeah Jesus different terrible was this like terrible this, times this was before the Rodney King thing as well I guess so Ugh. I mean, this is probably all ammunition they ammunition hmm. they use to say like, you know what? Maybe we should fucking riot and good fucking on them. I say after shit like this. 
So the, this is where um, young girl comes out the the bathroom. She comes like, out and oh, says okay, sorry for all the trouble. Is like the first thing she says to yeah, them. Yeah, fucking. She she looks like she's on like autopilot and she's like seen some stuff, like, <laughs> which she fucking has because we've seen it as well. So like then you're like oh, okay right so movie's done right okay good but it just keeps going yeah. just keeps going. Uh, uh, what happens like there's um that scene where um the dude is glad to have his daughter back and stuff and he comes along with a present and some flowers. Right. So the guy who felt up a kid, well felt up a teen. Yeah, yeah, he felt up a kid. Felt up Charles Bronson's daughter. He basically. felt up a child. Uh, he accused his wife of having a, a scornful pussy. <laughs> scornful pussy is better than what I said. Let's go with scornful pussy. And uh, he was generally a dick, but yeah, like, his we, kid got kidnapped, so he learned a moral lesson. So he goes to the police to. He goes to Charles Bronson to give him a thank you present. Oh, oh no, it's that girl yeah. that I touched up. And she looks at him. Yeah. And he looks at her. So they like, know each other. They kind of like, know. They have that Kill Bill fucking yeah. horror moment where they show their eyes like, oh god, they know each other, and he's he's struggling to make eye contact, and he's like, just doesn't want to. She looks at the one. badge, so yeah. she knew it was him. Yeah, and then they just walk out the door, and that's that. They never make reference to it again. And he's then never that's, said, that's like, just that that I, the story's just done, man. That's over. Yeah. That's over with. That's the end of that so story. So the subplot they took great pains to show us went to nothing. There's just. They show they basically they put that in for the sake of putting it in. Yeah, I don't want to fucking praise any part of this, but in one draft there was probably a more dramatic ending or a reason to that or something because there was no other reason for that to have happened. I just think he just wanted someone just wanted to make a movie where he showed two underage girls getting felt up. I think that's that's, that was. I'm throwing I'm throwing that down. I think they just wanted to do it. I think Bronson just was like, well, I need more motivation for them for my rage in this. Someone touch my daughter. Do you think you needed a motivation? You're probably just like, the villains are Asians, right? Let's get fucking stuck in. I've got a hundred page manifesto full of insults. Let me use some of it in this movie. Oh, man. Uh, Fuck you, Charles Bronson. Let's just fucking... Fuck you, the estates of Charles Bronson. And fuck whatever this over with, man. I feel fucking icky still. So... They say they're going to send the kid off to the countryside to get better with the parents, yeah. uh, with the grandparents in Japan. It's like, oh, good, she'll need that. Then uh, cut to her, oh, the, the, the Charles Bronson's daughter, wife opens up a passage, it's a geisha doll. Yeah. And then it cuts to poor abused girl yeah. in a kimono. Fucking ancient Chinese music playing again. Great, yeah. Um, she's doing her hair much like a geisha would do before they go to service gents and like this is a weird scene looking in the yeah. mirror stone face okay she goes into a makeup box to apply her geisha makeup as they would might suggest no 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 she's getting out some fucking horse isn't she yeah some drugs she has a needle full of drugs she saves some drugs from we're guessing that this dude had her on the, on the needle hooked on the needle that's how you do it, I suppose. So <laughs> allegedly, uh, allegedly, <laughs> and then she goes into she just lays down in bed in a nice kimono, ties her legs together. For some reason. Well, I I thought she was I didn't gonna know what that was. I thought that maybe that was there finding a vein or something. But yeah, no, it's just. But then she just lays over and she yeah. just dies. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then they cut to um, Charles Bronson being told the news at a barbecue oh, just, or whatever. Yeah, like, by the way, that that for me for Miko was it. Uh, Famico, she's dead. And it's like, oh, okay. There's a brief moment of sadness. <laughs> smash cut. Fucking smash cut to them in the office. Smirking away about the poem he left. she left him. Like, it I mean, was just so fucking 
weird. Get over like, that, that was way the, too that was the the weird horror. I don't want to. Uh, I know I said don't <laughs> spend too much time on this, but right. So stay with me here. Uh, the idea was put forward in the very beginning in chat in Japan there that like oh women bring this on themselves. Or like women who don't say anything wanted to happen, or they they it's better to it's, it's yeah. it, she's no 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 they said it's better to have it happen and not say anything about it than to live with the shame, and yeah. and she's she's they actually say that in the beginning the, and it cu- yeah yeah and then it cuts to at the end she's the komodo so it's like she's reverted to the natural Japanese states she's even stay with me here she's even gone back to Japan to be with her ancestors. The, the grandparents yeah. so it's a c- total wind back of the clock <clears throat> to uh, an idea of Asians that is more comfortable with Americans because it's the less technologically advanced the ones that aren't running the whole world and and then she kills herself so weird theory so that she can stay in that state forever because that in the, this movie's head is the way that it should be because the modern world is too much for Asians to function in because they don't deserve to function in there is what the movie suggests. I don't know. That's, that's a lot of overthinking for a terrible fucking movie. But I think if there's one thing this movie put thoughts into, it was the racism. So it could be right there. But they probably a guy racism. just in a bucket of cocaine <laughs> in the eighties, just like you know, I fucking hate the Asians. You know what I also love? <laughs> fucking kids. Give me a script, and they bring in this script. Oh no terrible and you know that someone probably got away with that icky, and say someone probably got away with that the catholic church wacka 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 oh, fucking but, uh, catholic church man um, I swear to god oh yeah uh, the next scene is the Charles Bronson having a little smirk <laughs> a dead Asian girl <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts to like him going to Duke's boat to for the final showdown and he goes in uh, Duke looks Duke looks at him with some really high definition fantastic binoculars, binoculars. Yeah. if one thing they could say this movie was ahead of its time in it was the binocular technology <laughs> the binocular cards he just looks and so they, Duke's like oh yeah there's these dudes I told you about let's go to the car they go to the car and Branson just is like oh shit let's arrest these jerks and they put the lights on and then uh, a giant mechanical claw then the hand of god reaches <laughs> down and grasps Charles Bronson's car you like, a bit a little fucking late aren't you god <laughs> Jesus Christ but um yeah and like the last 10 minutes of the movie the partner gets killed just like yeah you know, no need for that there was no no drama to it I don't, that I don't should have happened at the beginning all, all we need to be coming for in the fucking end of this is the fact that Charles Bronson climbed out of the car while it was <laughs> it being held in the air <laughs> stood on the metal claw thing as the car dropped and then fired expertly with his <coughs> with his fucking lawgiver his justice gun you know his dick his yeah. dick gun and he just fucking sniping <coughs> these motherfuckers one by one <coughs> sorry his gun cock <laughs> his gun cock in a way there and then uh, die 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 kill 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 yada 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 uh, there's a gunfight in a Duke's trying to get away in his big pimp mobile <laughs> and he stands he, fucking Charles Bronson just stands in front of him yeah like, like, a, like a hands up like I surrender like, like a deer in the headlights and then the car barrels towards him Charles Bronson looks camera left what swings in camera left but uh, the iron claw knocks him out fucking sends the car into the water yeah weird fucking weird yeah. way to end it but it ain't like it's did so... they ever acknowledge the fact that he was good at timing if anything <laughs> Duke should have been better at timing because he ate a watch in the beginning <laughs> that should have been his superpower but uh, you know apparently Charles Bronson got uh, that. in a better movie my friend <laughs> in a better movie 
And it cuts to um, Duke's fucking paddling away yeah. there, and it's like you can't do this. I'm going. I'm going to drown. So, yeah. so you're like, oh well, fucking Duke's going to drown, isn't he? Because like this he's is... done very little to engender sympathy I, towards yeah, him. Yeah, and it's Charles Bronson. I yeah. I just assumed that he was just fucking jacking off watching this. Like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> like, drown. Oh, yeah. Vaguely ethnic guy drowning. Yes, yes. But that's yes. not what happened, is it? It cuts to the prison. Yeah, he's arrested him and followed due process for like the first time in his life. <laughs> for the first time in. In any Charles Bronson role, he's stuck to the rules. <laughs> well, though, what what is it he's going to base the rest of them on? I guess attempted murder, really, because that's all he's got. There's no he proof. He's trying to run him down with the car, so all the, all the that poor child's dead. Yeah, there's very little can hold him on, but he takes him in anyway. And well, the whole reason he's brought him into prison is so he can be raped in prison. Yeah, he like, brings they, him in. He has no interest in judicial oh, oh, oh. law or anything. He just knows that he will, if he's sent in the prison, he'll get raped by dudes. One hour, 33 minutes in. Who should the appear? The longest. Yeah. The longest wait for Trio ever. Uh, we needed him. We needed him so bad. At one point, just say, what the fuck, guys? What was his line? It was a pretty uh, good line. I wrote it down. He's uh, he's basically one of the inmates in the prison as Duke's being walked down to... And he says, I've got something long and hard in here for you. Uh, that's basically it. Yeah. You get a good shot of him. I hope Danny Trio cashed a check immediately. <laughs> never look back and never acknowledge working just, on this piece of shit. Oh, the, the, the joy, the, the yeah. Schagenfreude. We've established Schagenfreude. as well Charles <laughs> Bronson enjoys seeing men get raped. So he's oh, just sitting there smirking while Duke's led into his prison cell with this big fucking meaty white supremacist dude. It's just it's it's almost cartoonish the way it's done. Yeah. It's like the, the guy's just like wait, like hey, you're gonna get raped the second you get in here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, but it's still unsettling. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because like yeah, he just was the joy he takes in it as well. <laughs> like you. you, you you need to see the punishments of these people in, in yeah. fiction that's this, this, like the one reason you can justify watching it because every time I watch these terrible documentaries I go why the fuck did I watch that for but like when the fiction in the movie you can go like oh look the, the opens has come and I kind of was glad to see him get the comeuppance of getting raped by that guy <laughs> that's Charles Bronson's last line of the movie a few times. as well that's justice no it's fucking not it's not justice is it it's it's eye for an eye you know you rape me I rape you you bring a fist dildo I bring a electronic 12 inch rampant rabbit it's just the Chicago method of uh, of rape it just doesn't work and it's uncomfortable to watch and I assume to hear about to the one or two of you who didn't click away and disgusted this thing I think the people who listen to this whole podcast are just as bad as us for watching it if not worse I came we into we, we didn't know what to expect we came into this we we wanted to see Danny oh. Trio in one of the many glorious B-movie roles that he's done but oh, no we, we've had to suffer through Charles Bronson jacking up onto underage tits and Asian people for two movies Machete's out of five no machetes but I'll give it None. half a fist dildo <laughs> innocent punter's ass bad bad movie bad trio movie bad yeah. writing bad movie bad director who I hope is in fucking prison by now I think he's dead good that's <laughs> <laughs> a nicer guy um, yeah the, Boo. I, I want to believe Charles Brunson is just this dude who cash checks and just did these movies for the fuck of it but Two movies no, in a row. He's, he had producer credits and yeah, some of this shit, man. He's signed off on this script and everything. It makes me very uncomfortable. 
Yeah, uh, I'm glad we only know you in the UK <laughs> based on a shitty Simpsons joke. That is at most the best you deserve. You pedophile racist cunt. Strong opinions. Strong accurate opinions <laughs> from Matt Holland. Accuracy. I badly want to get sued by his descendants. And you can't say that about my uncle Charles. And just, yo, drag this into fucking court and show them this Whoa. movie. Oh, yeah. So the that, world needs to see this movie so they can feel the rage no, as well. That was that was icky and that was terrible. No, and I did not enjoy it and it's over with now. It's done. The only thing we have are the repressed memories. So, much like that poor girl yeah. before she killed herself. So oh, what's up? She killed herself. <laughs> Which, you know, seems like a good option. I, don't, I see why people do it now. We'll see where we are next. Right. Something Shannon's funny. Deal 1989 a washed up lawyer refuses to take a bribe and instead goes after the South American drug cartel that's trying to push those in its way okay drugs drugs I can handle drugs are yeah. you know, drugs are fun that's fine That's fine. yeah we'll, we'll accept that it's a TV movie might be hard to find we'll see we'll see but uh yeah let's let's can we, we, can we thank Trio for that I mean <laughs> I, I apologise Danny Trio hope, that you had I to hope, do that I hope for the but, you know, the sake of my fandom for Danny Trio that he just didn't read the script beforehand and just, you know, given, you know, this is the line you've got to say. Okay, cool. Says it, goes home. Cash a check, never thinks about it again. Well done, Danny Trio. You got paid. <laughs> Stronger stomach than I would have. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Right, let's see what this is about. <laughs> 